Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled Woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Hello, Rusty Quill Gang. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. I'd like to tell you about The Decca Tapes, a multi award winning audio drama that's now on the Rusty Quill Podcast Network. The Decca Tapes is an eight-part mystery story full of bizarre twists and turns. Ten people are locked into a space together. We don't know where they are or if they will be able to get out, but the answers must be somewhere on these tapes. Each member of the group has been assigned a specific role, and everyone tries to make the most of their situation, except for the cook. She wants to know where they are and why they aren't allowed to leave. She demands the truth. You can follow the story by searching for The Decca Tapes wherever you listen to podcasts. That's D-E-C-A tapes. Going to www.thedeccatapes.com or by visiting www.rustyquill.com for more information. Have fun with it! Episode 199 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing until such time as I find a way to engineer your demise? <laughs> God. <laughs> Could not be more ominous. Thank you for that. Lovely. I mean, Zolf Smith, but thanks, I guess. Hamitsalahirin <laughs> Otan, please and thank you. Sell Sidebottom. You know, what? Whatever, really. It's cool. You, just, you do what you need, buddy. You do what you need. <laughs> and Azu, nothing you can do can kill me in any meaningful way. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> 
<laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> so, Helen knows. She will live on. <laughs> I believe that I had provided you the illusion of a safe entrance into a large underground complex. For a little bit more context, we are currently in Svalbard in what I have openly stated is my own version of Jurassic Park because I can. And you are in the sort of seed vault slash processing area. It was lined with lots of sort of hydroponics and things like that. And you have been trying to find your way in past a big, scary, bony construct. There was a mysterious forest, right? And the forest had trees from lots of different places and mismatched wildlife. And then there's this, like, hydroponic zoo section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, this all feels very coherent to me. I don't know don't know what you could possibly be referring to. With that in mind, I'm going to pick up pretty much exactly where we left off, which is that you poked your heads around whatever domes you could get to on this complex. You exposed that some of them seemed to be full of those plant watcher creatures. And there was one that you could see and that seemed to be empty, but you couldn't really get past without smashing up the dome. And then there was one, another one that seemed to be empty that you saw had the open hatches of the windows, the same as the original dome you first climbed up, which is currently full of bony, bony construct. Yeah, there was the obviously signposted, the windows on this one are open and there's nothing at the bottom entrance point. Sounds fine to me. Yep. No ominous, ominousness hey, at all. you legitimately can take any of the other ones you have been able to get access to and I will... I will just make that happen. I, I, no, I, I, I think following the GM's obviously signpost includes is a good survival tactic, so I say we do it. <laughs> I, I, as a player, I fundamentally disagree with you. As a uh, GM, I couldn't be happier. With that in mind, then, I'm going to hand over control and go, right, What? where are people climbing in, I'm guessing? Yes. Yeah. We sort of perfected our technique, right? It's like Skrark and Zolf can get on top and provide a rope and the rest of us can climb because we've all got these fancy yes. boots. Well, the benefit is, because you've already been using this time to navigate around all the domes that you can see inside built into the side of this big old crater, you're already up there. Yep. So it's just a question of how you get down. More rope? Can I suggest plummeting? It's a no. good word. I refuse that suggestion. You can put it back in your pocket. I will tie a rope very well to an extant bit of, I don't know, wrought iron filigree. This feels like the kind of place that would have yeah. wrought iron filigree. The, the, the man's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> there is quite a lot of wrought iron filigree. So I will will tie something tight, very securely to that um, to make sure that it can support everyone, including Azu, in full armour. It's worth giving a little bit of additional context here, just for the aesthetics of thing, which is, from down below, it was a very, very kind of almost tourist-focused, lots of big, helpful lettering and things like that. Up top where the tourists aren't meant to be, it still has a high-end level of craftsmanship, but it's far more utilitarian. It doesn't appear to be that the same level of showiness is here. It's not like all the vents are covered in mithril. It's a little bit mucky up here, would benefit from a little bit of a clean. And uh, there's quite a lot of bird droppings all over the place. But uh, it's just as a reminder that, yeah, the aesthetic is very sort of public user focused and you're kind of a little bit outside of that temporarily. Okay, cool. In which case, yeah, you, you don't need to do checks for your rope usage. Like, that's that's a thing you get for free. Hooray. Right. So with that in mind, can I just get an order of people dropping down first? That's all I ask. I was thinking I'd go first because I can levitate, which means I can get down with the least difficulty and land very quietly, even with metal legs. Uh-huh. I think that scans. If people are okay to wait for Zolf, then I can do some cheeky little map reveals because I'm still on roll 20, meaning I can do all kinds of nonsense. Ooh. Sure. In that case, then, this is either going to break it or work. <laughs> okay, you are able to see 
all the way through to here. So for the audience's benefit, there was a large dome you couldn't see in which had a non-sort of glass roof. It was a bit more like steel, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There is a big old set of double doors that lead to what you think is that big old armour dome. But having dropped down, you can see that there is a clear run right the way through connecting all of these linearly connected domes, apart from the one that has the big scary construct, which is off the beaten track, and another dome that you saw, which was full of plan watchers, which is off the beaten track. So you now have a decent run to the left and right of the building. We very much didn't go through the obvious front entrance and the internal layout that we can work out is the in, you know, the obvious front entrance has a long corridor that leads into this first dome full of plant watchers and then there's a line of the same domes in a row to the big dome but with two branched domes, one to the north and one to the south. Both of which are full of death. There's, there's just domes. Like, just imagine yeah. domes. I love domes. Domes are great. They're really difficult to make. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So I'm happy to skip to everyone can drop down when people want. Nothing suddenly assaults you on the descent. And I'm not going to require the strength jets because descending a rope on Pathfinder is really quite easy Mm -hmm. and you're all fairly good. And since Helen has the sense to use an agile breastplate for Azu, I don't have to do stupid amounts of extra stuff. So you can all just have descended. That's fine. Lovely. Thank you. I would require climb checks if you were doing like an emergency climb up a rope. Not the same thing. (laughs) In which case, I'm going to assume that you're all laid out, sort of scattered around that room as you currently are. Mm -hmm. You do you. Oh, to be clear, in case it's not visible, there are a pair of doors. There is one leading off to the north of this building. There is one leading off to the south of this building that are closed. We probably don't bother opening the doors that are clearly not the way we want to go. Mm. You see that they basically all have no entry signs on them. They are not for public access. Mm. Very clearly so. I'm going to gather everyone up like you know miming okay <laughs> we gather we gather find your buddies yep. get within a single bomb drop radius yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go and try and make a wall between us and the fossil construct so we can get past and if it like why do we need to get past that that doesn't seem like it's on the way well, to I mean, no, no, I mean, walk walk along the corridor in oh, front of it. Right. But if it sees us, I don't yeah. know if it's going to go for us, so I, I want to make a barrier. Okay, Okay. no, I I understand now. That's uh, it, from, from the dome it's in, it could potentially, if we walk that way, see the dome that we are in. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Just in case anyone were, you know, theoretically listening on this and, and didn't have a visual. Just to be absolutely <laughs> no clear, uh, yeah, no, to lay it out, very nice. Uh, I think that totally <laughs> clarified things. <laughs> right, right, right. Even... even more than clear. Yeah, so I'm going to take the stone from the walls, which are made of just made of stone, I think, right? Yes, that is that is a correct statement, yes. Thank you, the universe, right? Yep, so the (laughs) the walls are made of stone. Can I do an alchemy check on the walls? (laughs) (laughs) They're actually mercury, but frozen. (laughs) What? Right, so, Alex, stone shape. Yep. I've got two uses of it. Yep. Which means in two standard actions... Yep. I can make up to 40 cubic feet of stone or move yep. 40 cubic feet. I don't create it, I pull it out of you other sort of places. Like extract it like full metal alchemist style. Yeah, so what I want to do is take it from the corner of the dome that we're in 
and the corner of the dome that we're going into. Can I give you an additional piece of context which will probably help you out? Yes. The floor is stonework. It's oh, very posh brilliant. stonework, but it is stonework and tiled stonework. Fine, in which case, yes, I will pull it out of the floor and basically make a trench in our... Oh, no, I will pull it out of on the other side, so I'm going to create a moat and then the wall ah, on the, the, ah, the construct So you're going to cause the hydroponics to flood into a trench and raise a wall. That's very clever. I like that. Nice, nice. Okay, cool. In that case, are you going to use, do you think, one usage or two usages? So how big is the corridor? So the corridor is 15 feet wide. And how tall is it? Mm, quite tall. It's like 50 feet, 60 feet tall. It's a tall building. Okay, in which case... Uh-oh, Bryn? Yep. <laughs> I would like to... I would like... I have 40, 40 foot cubic foot. <laughs> I would yeah. like to build the, the tallest possible <laughs> This, one this is going to be, yeah, tricky... Well, hang on. So actually, no. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not. I'm overcomplicating. It's two foot. It's like I can make two and a half foot. Oh, I, can, oh, no. I can create like a bloody. Okay, how thick with two C's is the fossil construct? <laughs> okay. The the the, the fossil. I mean, the it was fossil a big construct, a construct is bit like mechanically like fifteen feet by fifteen feet. Like it is a huge. Uh, creature and in terms of its build within that there's not much empty space within that cube cool so i'm going to create what is effectively uh, like a set of stone bars so instead of a flat thing so i'm going to go five foot pillar five foot gap five foot pillar five foot gap ah there we it, go it's going to go taller so it'll end up at around about 10 foot tall and then i'll fill it at the top so it's basically a you know like a classic barred fence so it's 10 foot now obviously the, the golem could still probably get over that but it would at least cause more of an issue i think that's quite clever i'm, I'm yeah. on board with this usage like that's that. quite clever and of course there's a trench in front of it that yes. is just as deep yeah. which means that it is taller it's true it's got a step in the hole yeah okay yeah. great so that's probably yeah that's I'm, I'm quite impressed with the execution on this what that i can confirm your physics proposal for this fictional universe checks out. Mm. Are you going to be able to do that with a single casting? It's two standard actions, yeah. Two castings, one standard action each. 12 seconds. And can I confirm verbal and somatic, or just verbal, just somatic? Verbal and somatic, and I need, um, you know, stone. In which case, then? But I will, I will be whispering the somatics. <laughs> so, in which case, nope, then? The verbal, do some... No, I will be whispering my hands. That's <laughs> what words mean. Very small hand movements, yeah. but very loud instructions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What I am going to do then is... I'm going to fudge the system a little bit because I feel like it's going to make more sense. Give me a stealth check to see... To give me a border estimation on how well you do in not just yelling it out yeah, as no, is I... required for the spell. <laughs> Fair. Uh, oh, that's a good roll. Uh, 15. Okay, 15. That's useful. Right. Bearing in mind I have a minus two, so I'm happy with the roll. That's pretty good on a minus two. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm going to find out if our uh, constructy friend has managed to discern anything at the time of your first casting. Okay. I'm going to give you a little bit of description as you start to cast a spell, if that's okay. So, you begin the act to cast a spell. Uh, feel free to describe how it looks, by the way. Like, we've not used this one before, so it's a, it's a nice, big, fresh, comparatively powerful spell. Yeah, so I get, on the, um, get onto the floor, and basically I'm almost building an invisible sandcastle. So as I'm oh, making cool. the movements... Yeah, so I'm, I'm down on my knees and I'm kind of building and moulding the, the stone and mimicking my movements but, like, you know, scaled up, the stone on the other side is mimicking what I'm doing, effectively. Yeah, that scans. Um, that's all grand. 
So as you sort of step around and start to cast this, obviously you're doing it immediately so there's no lag if you just stood there in the corridor being uh, seen or anything. There's a simultaneously a loud sort of splash and a, a roar from this uh, fossil construct and the sound of gushing water at the far end. As you start to see what has happened, you see that rather than you having alerted the creature, it appears to have been affected by something completely unrelated to you and so has not noticed your casting. That's good. There is one of those sort of shambling corpses is effectively just been approaching the large construct, which has just punched it into the wall, just exploded <laughs> it and taken out the majority of the hydroponics around with it with such a loud noise that your first casting has been completely masked. It has no idea that you're there and it's currently occupied repeatedly pounding something that is long dead until you can see what's left of it is mostly dust in the air. I'm going to get on with it and do the second casting while it's still distracted. I don't require a stealth check. Good stuff. Did it roll a natural one? It did, and there was another creature kicking around that also didn't do well, so as a result, congratulations. <laughs> there is now a basically set of bars between you and a large, currently occupied fossil golem. Huge, currently occupied fossil golem. Now, stepping around the corridor, you can also see is there is another one of those sort of shambling corpses that is mm -hmm. moving at the opposite end, so the one that you've left unbarred, it is not noticed you, it's facing the wrong way, and it's doing that thing they were doing before where it just sort of is, yeah. just sort of milling, it's not really doing anything, it's just there, looking the wrong way. Cool. Having finished the casting, turn around, thumbs up, beckon, let's go. All right, as it gives you a big thumbs up back. Can I get a stealth check for people to navigate across? However, there are going to be enormous penalties on the perception check for the creature, so I think you might be in the clear on this one. <sighs> Would you like another one for me for the movement? Yes, please. It is a separate check. The fact that you managed to re-engineer an entire building on the sly, I feel might have been covered by the first check. That's, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I accept that. That's uh, 11. Five? <laughs> 27 for Hamid, 33 for Skrark. Cell got 26. Cool. So as a result, the following happens. Oh, no. <laughs> As you are sort of stepping across and so on, the large fossil golem finally takes a moment from pounding an ever deeper hole into the floor of what used to be a creature and by fluke happens to look up in the right direction just to see both Zolf and Azu highlighted between two pillars mid-sneak. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. yeah. Could I please Fine. get an initiative roll from everyone? Oh, what? Oh, no. No. This was the <laughs> ah, opposite sorry, of what we wanted to happen. I thought we could have an initiative roll. I, no. of course... Uh, no. I, of course, I'm wrong. The, the squirty water bottle. <laughs> okay. You should be able to do that thing where you modify the numbers and then it'll do its thing, whilst I remember how to add GM creatures to this tool because it's been a while. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, hang on. So I, I owe it to people to tell the truth, which is this isn't as flawless as it might sound in the edit. This has been involved and we're coming <laughs> at it completely fresh and we're definitely flawless and haven't spent a chunk of time getting everything in order. With that in mind, Hamid, you are up. You know that Azu and Zolf have sort of prompted some ire because you can hear down the corridor the... Yeah. It's kind of like shifting... That's kind of scraping, shifting of bone and stone combined with like an, a gravelly voice, but literally gravelly. I feel like just not engaging it is probably the best tactic. 
Habits of learning. Yeah, some some of us learn from our past actions, Ben. Oh, I hate oh. it. <laughs> I will represent the James Ross team. No learning, no hugging, no growth. <laughs> all learning, all hugging. Pam is going to cast Greater Invisibility on Scrock. Good call. Assuming that the heroism he cast in the mists of time is still active... <laughs> Because it's been a month for us, but actually in game time, has it been a hundred minutes yet? No, it's still running. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, it is still running. It is still running. I think I cast it before we came down the long, spirally sloped corridor. So it's probably about 50% of the way through, give or take, I would guess, given the exploration time we've had. That scans. That scans to me. Yeah. So I cast Greater Invisibility on Skrark. And I guess I just move backwards a bit as well. In which case then, Zolf, you're up. Oh, crap. Right, let's go. And I'll hurry. Like, I'm I'm just going to... Oh, no, I'm not going to just run away. I'm going to move up to Skrark because, yeah, I'm a frontline person. So uh, I'm going to... And then I'm just going to stop. Like, I'm done. Yep. I mean, Skrark is invisible. I, okay, I, sorry. I don't know I'm next to Skrark, but also my token is next to Skrark because I. Well, if we're yeah. going to dive down this rabbit hole, you actually saw Skrark disappear because you oh. have perfect information. So actually, you do stand next to Skrark because you know where Skrark is at uh, this yeah, moment. I actually don't know where Skrark is because all like the initiative order is just a, a you know it's a, a, a mechanism, right? All turns happen at the same time. But ultimately, given that this is happening in an abstract space, in a lot of ways, aren't we all next to Skrark? All of this is stuff that sell is thinking <laughs> while, this is just cells in a monologue while yeah while cell is actually standing very obviously next to Zolf right they're right there <laughs> okay okay yeah that that is all fine in which case then my new best friend starts moving no so the fossil construct proceeds to just plough through the stuff that's in it it's just walking through all of this hydroponics and stuff like it's not there like it's not even acknowledging it it's a strong lad so goes right up to the wall just just plowing through everything gets to the wall and then stops and looks really quite confused (laughs) at this trough that has appeared in these walls it looks less incensed than just utterly nonplussed it's hard to tell its face is made of other people's skulls but (laughs) you get the impression that you might have slightly stumped it Mm. it's looking at a bit that wasn't there before and is certainly taking a long time to sort of process what it is perceiving yeah it does nothing else apart from go up to those bars Cell you are up Cell is going to hold their action because I I want them to be able to throw bombs if the thing starts attacking the fence. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's a really sensible decision. I think it's a good call. Do I have to let you know when I'm going to insert it? Or yeah, it has to be at the end of someone else's turn prior to okay. it coming round again. If okay, you choose gonna... not to trigger it, it's fine. It'll just come back round. I'm going to wait till after Azu. Oh, and just for listeners as well and for your benefit, you can't use that to take two turns consecutively it doesn't okay. quite work like that you can't just be cool. like I save up five turns and then <laughs> bah, 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 bah. that would be cool but no Skrark is up and I am allowing you control because there's no additional information that you need to be made aware of at this time Skrark is also assuming we're going to be just retreating and so he's going to scout ahead in his newly invisible state okay cool uh, there's no additional information to share there is... actually you know what give me a perception check for Skrark 20 total. 
there is a thumping coming from the northern door. So Skrark is in a little bit of an intersection, the last intersection really before the big armoured dome. Yeah. And facing a huge set of double doors that are really, really, really tall and very sort of elaborately worked and so on. And the one of the sort of no entry rooms to the to the up to the north of Skrark, there's a there's a sort of clear marked banging. Although, of course, Scrock will have to yell you that information because hand signals are difficult when you're invisible. Yep. In which case, then, I am going to jump to you, Azu. I would just like to state that I am so upset that on this map, it just looks like me and this horrible bone golem <laughs> are staring each other down. Mm-hmm. It, like, I like it. <laughs> I think it's a very, very epic little shot. Oh, I'm scared. Azu versus the world. No. No. <laughs> I'm not trapped out here from you. You're trapped in there from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Azu does not have such high opinions of herself as Rorschach does. Because <laughs> Rorschach's an arsehole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Accurate character summary. <laughs> She's going to cast Iron Skin. Which will give her plus five to her AC for ten minutes. Nice, nice. Ooh. That's a big AC. Because if she's going to fight this thing, she <laughs> knows she will need some extra help. I'd like to congratulate you on your newfound ability to just punch all problems away with a plus five to your AC. I mean, my track record with these things has not been good. Hmm. And then she is going to move. So I have some flavour for you before you move any further. Take that five foot step. This is sort of flavour. It's not going to change mechanically what you did, but I'm giving it as a useful piece of sort of context. Okay. The the large construct was sort of stood there looking a little bit nonplussed at what was going on and a bit struggling. The second that you started to cast, it sort of agitates. It's like... And kind of starts to throw itself a little bit forward into that trench. baby! As you move away, it literally reconstructs its facial features into something more aggressive and tries to throw itself against the uh, bars. This is fluff. It hasn't, like, destroyed anything. But it was very, for free, very obviously prompted by you moving away. It suddenly went... And kind of smooshed itself up against the bars. No. I want to rescue that one. Don't. That one. I know we came here for a cat, but it's so cute. (laughs) Well, a cat? On that, I might take a break there, and when we come back, we can see if the fossil construct can rescue Azu from her bones. Well, you know, it just... It just... It felt, like, very much like you're in a rescue pet rescue thing, you know? And that, like, the the, the animal that is right for you makes itself known. No one will pick me, because I'm the ugly one. Yeah, the the cat you sympathise with is probably not going to try and conglomerate you into its own body, though, so... I don't know. You clearly have not spent much time around feral cats. Yeah. No, 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 no. I said, I said couldn't, not didn't want to. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> There's a break in there somewhere. Yeah. There is, there is, there is an out in there somewhere. Yeah. You know what we haven't done? We haven't done fade out breaks enough. Yeah. Where just, just the editor's like, shut up. Hey, folks. Helen here to talk to you about The Black Tongue Thief by Christopher Buhlman. It's a new fantasy series set in a world of goblin wars, stag-sized battle ravens, and deadly magical tattoos. Kinch owes the Taker's Guild a small fortune for his education as a thief. He's working on it. Meanwhile, Galva is a knight and a handmaiden of the Goddess of Death, on a search for her queen who's gone missing. Common enemies and uncommon dangers force thief and knight on a journey where goblins hunger for human flesh 
Krakens hunt dark waters, and honour is a luxury few can afford. This book is full of dark humour and recommended by fantasy authors like Robin Hobb, Nicholas Ames, and Brent Weeks. You can pick it up now wherever books are sold. Happy reading, and take care of yourselves. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome back. Having neglected the. Uh large ossified pet that I offer you all trapping it behind bars left to well I was going to say wither bones don't really so much wither as strengthen but um, I am going to say one last thing which is Zolf you can see the uh, uh, shambling corpse that was not really aware of anything going on is certainly aware of the smashing up against the uh, walls and begins its movement towards the Creature moving out. So, the creature, the corpse, effectively stumble, does that quick, juddery, uh, broken edit stumble towards the uh, large construct, seeing it bashing around. As it turns the corner, it sees the rest of the party. <laughs> Staggers, does a weird, like, double take. So wait. This is awkward. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, were you were uh, you two doing something? I don't know. I third wheel. Uh, then proceeds to just who's nearest? Probably uh, Azu. Proceeds to charge Azu. Rude. All right, fine. It seems to navigate the hydroponic sort of uh, bay there with very. Alex, Go I'm on. interrupting you because I'm literally interrupting you with an attack of opportunity because I have a weapon with reach. Yeah, you are correct to interrupt me, Ben. Please take your attack of opportunity as this thing ploughs through your reach. Uh, right, so does a 29 hit? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, now, unfortunately, I don't have the bonus action, so the glaive is not on fire. Oh. Because I'm doing yes! this outside of my turn. Yes. Yeah. Uh, however, I still... Right, 10 damage on the first one. Yep. And then the second one uh, does a 19 hit. Yep. Oh, and then 17 damage on the second one. Oh, good news, mate. You shank it as it runs past and it's like... <laughs> keeps going. And then you shank it again and then it goes... Pop. Could everyone please, oh, who is within five feet of it... He did the thing! I forgot about the pop. I forgot about the pop as well. <laughs> Could everyone please give me a fortitude save? God, I hate yeah. you. Right. <laughs> we all forget the pop. All right. Um, I, I think I'm just outside of the pop range. Oh, you're fine, dude. You you are a very kind and respectful player, well away from my... <laughs> so Skrark. Skrark's especially respectful. Twelve. Twenty-two. Boo! That's a bad roll for me, Alex. Boo! You're, this this isn't really targeted at you, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a 23. Boo! Paladins and clerics, we've got good saves. I hate you. Come on, come on, Lydia. I did tell you I got 12. You got 12? Yeah. 
12, you sure? Yeah, def you sure it's definitely. 12? Like it's, it's literally in the chat. It's, cate it's categorically not 11. It's absolutely not. You, you can see like, it. If I had to get you to pick a number between 11 and 12, the number that you would pick would be closer to 12, not 11. Y yeah, I mean, it's not even as if it's on any kind of analogue line because I'm, I'm using the formula within <laughs> really, the Roll20 really, system. Really, really, I'm quite frustrated. I'm not, I'm not, roll, I'm not <laughs> rounding really it down. I don't think that's really an option in this. I really thought I might have had you. I really do. It explodes, shattering itself all over you and re releasing quite the uh, dusty rancidness. You all feel quite ill from the smell and everything else. Uh, I mean, just, just, to be... just for you, Alex, Cell does say, oh, reminds me of Rag Week. <laughs> oh, no. Hate wow. it. Which actually means something Hate completely it. different than when Bertie said it. <laughs> Yeah, it's when Cell has to clean all their rags that they've been using in all of the alchemical yeah, yeah, yeah. processes. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's a bad time. Really, one should do it more uh, often. It wouldn't take a yeah, week. You're all, you're all fine. You all manage to hold your breaths or whatever is required to uh, not not have any complications. Alex is quite frustrated, but it was a, it was a long shot. It was a long <laughs> shot, and that's okay. That's okay. In which case, then, goodbye, friend. Would you like to insert your action, Cell? We're still in initiative. Uh, okay, that sells. Well, the thing ran in immediately, triggered yeah. death on itself. <laughs> so that was a very quick turn. Uh, cool. So in in the sort of fifteen seconds of initiative, Cell uh, just like glances everyone and is like, "So, uh, keep it on going." Just leaving the slight look of regret, leaving the big buddy. Okay, cool. And then moves their thirty feet. So, I suppose. yeah. Okay. <laughs> M move your move yourself. One, two, oh, I really thought that was a good opportunity. That was a good three saves. Yeah. Triggered by a little mook, but God, uh, no I, luck. I forgot it was a bomb. I was so happy you did, but again, it's okay. There's more where he came from. No. You have only moved thirty. You could move further should you wish, because you can move. You can double move. You can use your main action to double move. Nope, not going to, because Skrok is scouting ahead and invisible. So is flimsy enough that they and, and is a range attacker so does not want to be the first to encounter new buddies you're all so <laughs> wise and I hate it Sell is not wise Hamid you are <laughs> up uh, Hamid is also going to double move but much like Sell is a bit cautious about being first into a new situation he's going to go a tiny bit further towards the next area to try and have a, you know, a, a place where he can see what's there but not actually proceed into it understood in which case then, Zolf, you're up. Yeah, sort of just wiping corpse dust off of my face. I will also... <laughs> As you do. Yeah, move. So It's not too late for it canonically to be really good for the skin. I mean, it's not, but... <laughs> yeah, and I've moved to there. So I've double moved. I'm, I'm just on the eastern edge of the dome. I'm not entering the corridor for the same reasons that Cell and Hammond have hung back as well. Understood. So everyone is moving away from our, my fossily friend towards the armoured dome. Yeah, big friendly buddy. I'm not going to take this thing on by myself. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Hammond. I'm not going to do... <laughs> so, speaking <laughs> of, it is my fossily friend's turn, who has been watching all of this play out. Quite interested. My frostly friend proceeds to try and smash down. Yeah, it's just going to It's not a particularly, like, elaborately clever creature. It is just going to try and just smash it. And so as a result, it takes its first attack against one of the pillars. Dealing. 
You know what? Before I roll, what, did you say what was the uh, what was the break DC for pure strength check? Just checking out. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. All right. You know what? No. It's going to do a check to just do a flat-out break. Just brace itself in the trough and just try and sheer brunt force it. Yeah. No. Goodness me. It braces itself and just starts grinding up against the pillar. Cracks aren't moving through it. Some of them are. It's certainly compromised, but it fails to break through just by sheer force. So as a result, unless I'm mistaken, a check of that kind would use up its main action. It can't move through the wall. So as a result, you have bought yourself at least a turn because it has failed to break through one of the pillars. Cool. Fair play. Fair play. Slightly poor roll, but certainly you, your tactics have worked quite well. However, could everyone please give me a perception check? It's going to bring the whole thing down on us, isn't it? Oh, wait, no, I'm using this one, aren't I? 27. Oh, mine's also 27. Nice. Also 27 for Skrark, <laughs> uh, only 20. Jinx! 20 for <laughs> yeah. Wow, 13. <laughs> okay, everyone I'm afraid apart from Azu. Of course. Nat- there we go, there we go. Azu is not Back having a good to normality. day. You've got something really absorbing your focus right now. <laughs> you, you hear the sound of activating sort of activity throughout this place. I don't mean mechanical. I mean, you know how I said there was a banging coming from the door directly north of Skrark? Mm-hmm. You start hearing banging coming from, it's too hard to tell in the middle of combat, a lot of the doors seem to be having things now pressing up against them behind and sort of bashing against them. Cool. Do with that as you will. We're but in another zombie movie. Hopefully, hopefully they'll all just go towards the constructs. If we can avoid them, they'll be like, yeah. oh, noises. Skrark is up. Uh, Skrark's going to keep scouting, so I think it might be time to show a bit more of the map, Alex. So that huge double... Your Skrark is now at the big, huge double door. Is Skrark going to, to attempt to open it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not going to require a check of any kind. The door looks enormous and heavy, but apparently is perfectly counterweighted, and Skrark is able to push it slightly ajar, despite the fact that it's like 60 foot tall or something. Yeah, he'll he'll push it just ajar enough to stick his snout through. Scout. Tell you what, Zolf, you, you probably have enough runic noise. Does anyone else have relevant languages for this area no there's like a big sort of arched sign hanging over the door which broadly speaking translates to something like the industry of genesis or something similar it's very high flow it's not not speak friend and enter god this could be anything oh come on it's not gonna be nice you can write off anything that's nice at which point scrock is able to see the following. Ah, what no! is that? What is that? What are those? No! What's happening? So what this is, is a large horde. It's like a dozen zombies squeezed into a five foot square. Square, and then it is five, 10, 15, 20, 25. It is 30 foot by 30 foot. So it's a colossal horde mm. of mostly zombies. Right who are currently stood in an island in the middle of this large aquaponic area. So this area that you're looking into now, it is a very, very large dome. It's roughly an area maybe 
twice the area of the other domes and in terms of what is inside firstly all of the hydroponics seem wildly overgrown like wildly wildly overgrown uh, to the point where you're guessing that the surrounding area mechanically will count as difficult terrain there is an island in the middle of it which seems to have large amount of uh, sort of machinery within it and um, it seems to have what looks to be probably lava or something similar moving through tubes and it seems to be sort of have a little bit of a like a pit or hole in the middle sorry alex lava as in baby insects or lava as in hot rock oh good point lava as in hot rock cool and it is completely swathed in seemingly dormant zombies slightly different to the sort of shambling corpses that you've seen these one, the, the shambling corpses have been quite sort of sturdy affairs, but had that weird jittering thing. This feels a lot more like your classic zombie, let's say. Common or garden. You know, they don't appear to... They, yeah, common or garden. They don't appear to necessarily have, um, like, mutated as such. It would seem that you found probably the majority of people from the complex all collected upon this one island. Oh, no. They are currently dormant but seem to be beginning to stir but they are not they are not exhibiting you know the other ones seem to have that sort of phasic property where they're not quite moving correct these don't seem to be in that manner and they seem to just be starting to stir as the noise carries on but they have certainly not noticed uh, Scrat Do they look decomposed to the point of being unsavable, or do they look still vaguely person-shaped? Like, these are... Oh, well, well past the point of saving. Okay, okay, these are... Right, these are half-grown into... To be honest, I'm not going to get a check. If Zolf or Hamid were to be looking through... They would be both. In fact, as Azu would as well. Uh, given even 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 Azu's experience of seminary would cover this. <laughs> they look a lot closer nice. to supernatural like zombies, like your classic right. brains zombie. A necromancer did a necromancy. So Hamid is the only surviving member of the party who fought zombies oh. in Prague. They, do they look pretty similar to those zombies? The only difference between them seems that you seem to have started from, broadly speaking, a, uh, a different palette of humanoid. Do they have blue veins? No. Mm. The one positive is that if we can sneak past, we can get, like, big golem versus massive amount of zombies fight. What is Skrark doing? I have given you a bunch of description. Technically, Skrark has gone up and opened a door. No one has noticed Skrark yet, to be clear. They're not so good on the noticing. Skrark closes the door again, turns around, and says, just loud enough to carry to the other party, so somewhere between normal speaking and a whisper, a brief description of the room. I'm going to say that that description is almost perfectly fair. I'm not going to RP it but for yeah. the sake of speed, but yeah, it's, it's more than enough to go on. I think they'd also recommend stealth. They'd probably say... We can probably sneak around it, maybe. You're at, you're at six-second limit. Is yeah. Skrark doing anything else? Because I am not dropping out of initiative. No. Azu, you're up. Azu is going to double move. <laughs> she's not fighting that thing, and she's not getting left behind, so she's going to go... One, two, three, four... Oh, you move out of its line of sight. Oh, now it's very angry. It just was a friend! I am also happy for to have canonically just run straight through the fountain. <laughs> not even bothering to cut it's around. Fu- it's, it's fine. The, the, it's not counting as difficult terrain. 
<laughs> yeah. Just directly away. So you've double moved, yeah? Yeah, that's it. There is the ongoing sounds of sort of bashing and movement from elsewhere in the complex as Alex remembers how to use this system. There we go. What's that? What changed? Oh, nothing you can see. Nothing you can <laughs> see, my cool, darling. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, in which case then, that all of the invisible stuff happens. Sell, you're up. Everything's technically right now. Fine. Cell moves to where Scrock is and whispers, Is there an obvious door <coughs> that we can sneak past them too? Uh, there's, there's two. Uh, a small one like the other small doors to the south and then a proper big one to the north. Okay. Uh, now, bear in mind that it has been a month since our last play session. Um, I just want to remind myself what her actual objective is here. Like, we're trying to find an off switch and we've all kind of assumed that it will be in the middle. That is an accurate read of the situation, yes. Cool. Okay. I, okay, I guess we sneak past then. I mean, having moved, it's not much else to... Well, I mean, maybe sell... I'll go. Can start sneaking through, I guess. Sure, sure, sure. Cool. Sell so, so will go through and be sneaking towards the top north door. Understood. As a reminder, when moving through the large domed area, that surrounding area with the deep moat in the middle, mm-hmm. the surrounding area counts as difficult terrain because it is overgrown with plants. Cool. So what does that mean in terms of move speed? Half. Okay. Once you're in that room. Well, there's also, if we're moving stealthily, that also cuts our speed by half. Okay. So Cell only moves five foot, I guess. Yeah, I think we can just all start squeaking around the edge of that room five foot at a time. <laughs> Squeaky bum time. So Cell will have moved ten foot that is normal moving speed and then five foot within the room? Or just none of yeah. yeah, Yeah, you're... you're you can move one more square because you, you got your stuff slightly wrong, but you've only moved five foot within the room and you're there. Do I need to make a spell, stealth check already? No. Oh. I'm going to be generous and say that you're allowed in the room before I trigger it. Uh, I mean, before nice things happen. Hamid, you're up. Hamid takes a standard move to get to the door and then yep. slides through the door to the north and is going to, yeah, moving five foot of move action from now on, basically hugging the wall as much as possible. I am loving this. Excellent. Zolf, you're up. Zolf, zombie slayer, fort save McGee. <laughs> What's up next? Oh, the same. And to be honest, I'm not concerned because I'm a cleric and clerics are built to kill a lot of undead all at the same time. So it's fine. <laughs> True facts. <laughs> it's, like, it's the opposite. I've got a lot of hit points. I've got a lot of channel positive energy. I just, yeah, exactly. I just get well. I've got two, but that's still ten d six in a thirty foot radius. So I'll just get them to surround me and then kill them all. I mean, yeah, I feel like I feel like this is also quite a good situation for a fireball. But I'm resisting the also, urge. Yes. I mean, got bombs. None of you are wrong. Mm. You do you. You do you. I don't trust Alex saying that none of us are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So your new ossified friend is quite upset at being left behind. Aww they were fairly certain that you were going to be the family to uh, adopt them. Forever home. So with that in mind, they start just smashing against the nearest pillar. The blows are brutal, and you can hear them echoing through the building. The Puppy. Two huge, enormous blows. I would say that you don't see a pillar sort of fall into your line of sight, mm. but certainly... 
about half, maybe more than half of a pillar does, this thing is coming through. Yeah. Maybe not now this second, this thing is coming through in seconds. Yeah. Oh. And with that, with you trapped between a literal semi-sentient rock <laughs> and a particularly difficult location on the other side, mm. I think I can end the episode there and have an idea for a title. Mm. A, a, a bone and a thorn place. <laughs> you know what? Uh, there you go. I'm just going to call it there. I'll see you all next week and we'll see if anyone survives. Oh. Bye. 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 Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial Share Alike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. This is Alex reading for Alex in RQG198. No, 199. Nine. 199. 199. 199198199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199